You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to be talking about the Thunder's three-game road trip. Actually, since this is the week, since this is the weekend podcast, if I can talk, we're going to look further ahead in segment number three of the of this podcast. Not just these three games coming up for Oklahoma City, but how many wins can Oklahoma City get under their belt when they return home for a big home stand against three of four teams who are just garbage right now? And how much fun this can be to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder win some games. More importantly, as I've kind of screwed this up, and I'll just go ahead and tell you I've kind of screwed up the intro, Russell Westbrook participates. There, I buried the lead. Russell Westbrook participates in practice. So do we see him on Saturday as the Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Phoenix Suns, or will we see him Monday or possibly, because Russell has a flair for the dramatics, Wednesday against Golden State, We'll listen to Billy Donovan talk about the offense when Russell Westbrook gets back. Plus, Travis Singleton. I didn't mention his name again. Did I say Travis Singleton? Single singer, sneaker, sneaker reporter. Travis Singleton there. Travis, sorry. I'm screwing up your name. Um, he's got some people suggesting to him that maybe Dennis Schroeder's better for this team than Russell Westbrook. I, uh, I can't go down that road. I'll explain why I can't and won't go down that road coming up in segment number one. We'll also hear from Paul George, and I did not do justice yesterday to Stephen Adams. I just I didn't do it. I, I didn't do justice to Stephen Adams yesterday, so I'll try and do justice to Stephen Adams, who is your most valuable player right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then in segment two, uh, Golden State is imploding. Uh, they get their butts kicked last night by the Houston Rockets. Kevin Durant is getting testy with the media. I'll let you hear the extended cut of Kevin Durant telling a media member, don't ask him about that again when coming to Draymond Green because there is some awkward silence that you just got to hear. Plus, we'll take a look at the Western Conference standings and talk about the teams that might be there and might not be there at the end and what can you really take from the early part of the NBA season and also go into why you shouldn't downplay Golden State fighting amongst each other. Why isn't it great to watch these guys fall apart? My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, as well as News Radio 1000 KTOK. And I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I've been covering the Thunder now for, well, we're into the sixth year of covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I bleed blue and orange, just like you do. Even if I happen to prefer the colors wine and gold, or even the, the Bucks colors, the green color. There you go, Mr. St. Clair. I mentioned the Bucks, which means I've got to mention you. Let's jump into it and talk some Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, shall we? Russell Westbrook participates in practice, and according to Brett Dawson of The Athletic, Billy Donovan says that Russ is even participating in some contact drills, so that sprained ankle that he suffered against the New Orleans Pelicans, obviously feeling better enough for Russell Westbrook to get on the floor, work out with his teammates, 
and get ready to get himself back into the back into the game. And Russ, when he comes back, we know he's not going to have any restrictions on minutes because he's Russell Westbrook, he's superhuman, and he'll still have all his athleticism there, which none of us can possibly have because we're just not him. That being said, there are people right now who love the way the offense is flowing with Dennis Schroeder running the offense. I happen to be one of those guys. I will not go so far as to say I won't even entertain the thought as my good friend Travis Singleton's single report, sneaker reporter. I keep wanting to call him single reporter. Travis Singleton's sneaker reporter suggested that Dennis Schroeder might be better for this team than Russell Westbrook is. And I don't know if it was tro- so much Travis. I don't want to be throwing Travis under the bus here as much as it is some of the people who are following him on Twitter. But here's the problem with, with Dennis Schroeder versus a guy like Russell Westbrook. Does the offense flow a little bit better with Dennis Schroeder because he is a little bit more of a truer point guard than Russell Westbrook is? Yes. Does Dennis Schroeder maybe do a better job of getting people in place and not worry about taking shots early in the clock? Yes. Does Dennis Schroeder do a fine job of passing all that? Yes. Is he is he helped Paul George? You bet. Is he helping Steven Adams with the chemistry? Absolutely. But the one thing I do not trust Dennis Schroeder to do and cannot trust Dennis Schroeder to do is when the game is on the line, if you need somebody to take it over, that's Russell Westbrook's job. Russell Westbrook is the guy that when it all when the chips are down, he's the one that can get your team a win when you desperately need it. Now, granted, you've got a guy like Paul George you can take over a game too. And when you've got that combination of Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and Russell Westbrook has the ball in his hand and is a ball-dominant point guard, you know it's going to be Russ. But I will take Russ in those situations over just about anybody else in the NBA, save for LeBron James, because the dude has balls of steel. Okay, that's the only way I can put it. It's just these balls of steel where his DNF factor goes up so much that Russ is never going to get down. If things don't go exactly the way Russ wants them to, it doesn't stick in his head. He comes back out and performs the exact same way. And I know what Billy Donovan said about Dennis Schroeder being that same type of player or having that same type of a mentality, but Schroeder does not have the athletic ability that Russell Westbrook does. So given the choice, I'm going to go with the guy who's an MVP over a guy that lost his job to Trey Young and a guy that might be good and could run a team, but just doesn't have that extra gear that Russell Westbrook does. Now, as far as what the the offense is going to look like when Russell Westbrook gets back, here is Billy Donovan talking about that after the Thunder's win over the lowly New, lowly New York Knicks. Well, I mean, I think I think um, you know it's not like when Russell was out we changed our offense. You know, so everything is still the same. And um, you know, I think when Russell's played, I mean, listen, you know, to, to this is just my you know looking at his numbers. I mean, he missed the entire training camp, and I think if you look at the games he's played. He's played at a really, really high efficiency rate. He's shooting 48% from the field. I know he's not shooting great from, from, from three, but he's taking really good threes. Um, he's getting other guys involved. Our scoring numbers have been way up. So, I mean, I think he's he's really played the right way in terms of trying to engage everybody on the team to make the game easy for everybody. And I think he takes pride in being a point guard, and that's his job and his responsibility. So. Um, 
you know, I, I think getting him back whenever that may be is, is only going to be an added boost for our team. Getting Russell Westbrook back will only be a positive for his team, this team, even if it does happen to look a little bit awkward once he jumps back on the floor. Russ will, that confidence that Russell Westbrook has, it's something that everybody feeds off of. That energy Russell Westbrook has, that's something everybody gravitates to. And I think we forget that about Russell Westbrook, that when the Thunder were making that run in the NBA Finals, it was Westbrook, not Kevin Durant, that kept this team in it. And that's not something that's lost very easy. I think everybody that's around Russell Westbrook knows just what an infectious personality he is. Now, as far as where this team can go and what the ceiling is, hey, you're playing this well without Russell Westbrook. It seems like it could only get better when he comes back. Here is Paul George. Yeah, I mean, this, this we're going to continue to keep pushing the limit. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is we, we don't have uh, – Dre back either, um, so we don't know what we'll look like once he come back. So um, we're just tightening screws. We're, we're, you know, we want to play our best ball towards the end of the year, and hopefully we have everybody back at that point. But just taking strides. Um, you know, we learn in each game. We, we're seeing what works, what doesn't. I think that's the most important part. So come later in the season, we'll be where we want to be. A lot of people want Andre Robertson to lose his job to Hamadou Diallo. Well, first they want Hamadou Diallo to supersede Terrence Ferguson, which isn't going to happen right now. It may eventually happen, but it's not right now. And then they want Hamadou Diallo to supersede Andre Robertson because they see that Diallo is a two-way player. And I firmly believe that that's going to happen. It's just going to be a couple of years. When Andre Robertson comes back, yes, you are going to get a guy that improves on the defensive end and we know does not give you much on the offensive end. This is why a guy like Jeremy Grant has to continue to develop and have the type of games that he is having against the New York Knicks. He needs to show that he can score in double figures. It's another reason that the Thunder need to keep going to their MVP right now, Steven Adams, and get out of that habit. Damn it, please get out of the habit of going to Steven Adams early in the game and then getting away from going to Steven Adams throughout the game. Keep going to him for the entire 48 minutes because he eats people up. And there are very few people in this league that can guard him. Rudy Gobert is probably one. And I just I don't do Steven Adams. Like Even saying yesterday that he's the MVP, I really didn't feel like I did him justice. Because Adams just brings so much to this organization. And one of the big things that I see that, that Steven Adams brings is that toughness. I have a guy, I'm a guy that has coveted a dude like Draymond Green for a long time because I think Draymond can bring that toughness. Well, Steven Adams is blossoming into that, which is another reason why he's the most valuable player on this team this year. And he was part of two plays on Wednesday night that are going to go into the Thunder highlight reel. Now, I mean, even now, we are just into November. These two plays will be on the highlight reel. One was when he got the steal, threw the outlet pass to Grant. Grant went to Schroeder. Schroeder went to Paul George for the dunk. And then there was getting the inbound pass, hitting Patrick Patterson wide open, and then Patterson to PG for the alley-oop. Both those were started by Steven Adams and him just showing the ability to pass and get the ball down court. This guy, I... I just look at what Sam Presti pay, paid for him, and now I just think Sam Presti is an evil genius for getting him when he did. Sam, major props to you for signing the MVP of your team for what you did below the uh, below the max there. 
and you will always deserve major props for that. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, the Golden State Warriors are imploding. We're having a hell of a lot of fun with the Golden State Warriors, and you'll get to hear the extended cut of Kevin Durant telling a media member not to ask him another question. We've also published another episode of Locked On Sooners today, and you can get that at LockedOnPodcast.com, as well as Stitcher, Alexa, Google, and Spotify, and uh, Apple iTunes. And please rate us five stars. I think we're four and a half on Locked On Thunder, so go there, rate us five stars, but only if you think we deserve it. And I, man, I, I, you know, I'll be honest, I was not happy with yesterday's podcast. I didn't think it was terrible. But I, I'm one of those guys that always think that I can do a better job. It's probably one of the reasons why I like a guy like Russell Westbrook, because he strikes me as the type of dude that's never satisfied. Am I as crazy talented as he is? No. Do I have his fashion sense? Not even close. But Russell Westbrook is a guy that I would consider to be one of my leaders. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I would not consider Kevin Durant to be one of my leaders, because Kevin Durant still made the most chicken bleep move of all time in the NBA. And yes, it's always worth mentioning that when you get a chance to pick on Kevin Durant. But this this fight, this tiff that he is having with Golden State, or at least with Draymond Green, don't minimize that. Don't downplay it. Draymond Green wants to downplay it because ultimately it doesn't serve Draymond Green any purpose for this thing to get played up. He's the one that got suspended, not Kevin Durant. Draymond Green is also the guy, if he wins MVP this year, that ain't happening, or Defensive Player of the Year, is eligible for a Supermax, and Golden State may be falling out of love with this guy. They may not want to give him the Supermax. The rest of his teammates may be sick of him. He stands the most to lose here. And it's very obvious when you listen to Draymond Green talk is he wants nothing more than to stay at Golden State. So as Draymond Green starts feeling the heat from the fans, as he starts feeling the heat from the front office and from his teammates, and when you get and, and, and he starts getting that sense that he is on the outside looking in, this is only going to escalate, and it's all, it, it, which means it's only going to get worse which makes Golden State vulnerable when they're making their playoff run this year. For as great as they are, for as talented as they are, and as unguardable as they are, the one thing that they can do is beat themselves. And if they're sick of playing with each other, and this is just going on and on all season long, and there are cracks in the foundation, they will rear their ugly head into the playoffs. And when you get a guy like Kevin Durant, who mentally may already be looking for that other team and saying that he's not staying in Golden State, even if he's not saying publicly, he's saying it to himself. It's going to be very easy during the playoffs if you play a team like Oklahoma City, which I'm convinced OKC is about the only one that can beat them in the West this year. Maybe I guess Portland might be able to give them a a pretty good series. But if Oklahoma City were to jump up on them two games to one or two games to none and kind of have that fire and Draymond starts being Draymond where he starts getting in people's faces and guys get sick of it, Kevin can say, look, I've had enough, and the sooner this ends, I'm out. If 
I've already got my rings. There's nothing left to prove here. I'm on my way to New York or Los Angeles. Very well, it, it, it very well could happen. And that's why I don't want to sit here and downplay Golden State being where they are right now. And it could, look, if it doesn't bite them in the Western Conference Finals, get matched up with Milwaukee, get matched up with Boston, get matched up with the Raptors, and you may lose that seven-game series just because you can't get along. Don't believe me? You don't have to look that far. Just go to the Shaq Kobe Lakers, okay? And one of my favorite stories of all time comes from Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham, who uh, played in the NBA, played on that Pistons team, played on the uh, played a, played for Texas Tech, and has been a coach in the NBA for quite some times. He and I are pretty. He and I have known each other for a while. I would say we're pretty good friends, but I mean, look, we're on first name basis, okay? Darvin tells me this story one time when in the finals when he was on that Pistons team that beat the Lakers. And I can't remember, I want to say that Derek Fisher was the guy bringing the ball up. Lakers are on offense, obviously. Kobe's calling for the ball. Shaq's calling for the ball. Fish passes it to Kobe. Well, when he does, on his way to the sidelines, they're, Shaq's chirping at him. And everybody was like that. Kobe and Shaq wanted the ball. They had denied that there the whole time that was going on, Kobe and Shaq were denying that anything was going on. And then what happened? The Pistons found out it was real. And Darvin said they looked over on the sidelines and knew they had him, and they were start talking to each other. It's real. It's real. The, the drama's real. Same thing with Golden State. You can't hide it. You can't hide it, but for so long, and eventually it's going to start causing cracks. Um, speaking of Kevin Durant, look, if you haven't heard it, this is the extended cut. And just listen to the awkward pause that happens in the media scrum. This is last night after the after the Warriors got thumped by the Houston Rockets. Hey Kevin, with having another game to play and having some dialogue, how do you characterize how things are with you and Draymond? Don't ask me about that again. Do you, do you guys need to generate more threes? I mean, you didn't shoot a ton tonight, obviously you didn't hit me. Yeah, everybody's like, okay, uh, so uh, I probably didn't get something for my story. So, yeah, let's go ahead and ask Kevin Durant something else. Um, fine. And I, and that's an, another reason why I know that that's getting to Kevin Durant is because you wouldn't have a response like that if it wasn't. And I know Kevin probably knows better than to rip Draymond in the media, because that would not only cause problems between more problems between him and Draymond, but also cause more problems between him and everybody else in Golden State. So he's playing it smart, as it were. But still, this this is nothing to look past. Real quick, taking a look at the Western Conference standings right now, where Oklahoma City is fifth. They're essentially tied with the Clippers, and only a half game back of the Denver Nuggets. And I fully expect, all right, the top five teams, I fully expect all of them to be there. A little bit surprised by the Clippers this year. I thought they were going to be hot garbage, but so far it's working out. I think they'll be able to maintain and stay in the playoffs. I do not expect Memphis or the Kings to be there. And the Lakers for the rest of the year, I expect them to fight it out for the eighth seed. I will. I like Houston. They're on a three-game win streak right now. I don't know how much of a coincidence that is that Carmelo Anthony's not with the team, but for some reason, it, is it waived yet? 
the Pels, the Jazz, and the Spurs will also fight it out. So who does that leave on the outside looking in? I'm going to say the Pels. I, I can't imagine the Jazz not getting in. I can't imagine the Spurs not getting in. And then the Rockets. And eventually it's going to come down to like Lakers, Jazz, San Antonio, Lakers, whatever. And then the Lakers will be out. But yeah, I expect the top five teams from the West to figure out how to be there. And who knew it was going to be the Clippers throwing a monkey wrench into this entire season. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast weekend edition. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the road ahead for Oklahoma City and talk about how many wins they could stockpile here over the next few games. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. This is the weekend episode of Locked on Thunder. If you want more episodes, please go to LockedOnThunder.com or LockedOnPodcast.com. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be out in Phoenix on Saturday. Won't get to see that game, or at least I'll have to DVR it and then watch it on Sunday morning because OU plays Kansas and I'll be at that game. But... Oklahoma City plays Phoenix. Um, can't imagine they won't win that game. It is the NBA. Nothing's guaranteed. So put it there. That's win number 10. Then you get the rematch with the Sacramento Kings, the surprising Sacramento Kings. I think the Thunder, just by being pissed off by the way that they played the first time that they played Sacramento, should go out and win no matter how much confidence the Kings are playing. Golden State will be a battle, but I can't pick Oklahoma City to beat Golden State out in San Francisco, so we'll flip that one to Golden State. So right there, you're 2-1 on that road trip. Gives you 11 wins, makes you 11-6. Well, then you come home for another three against Denver, who's been really good in a surprising team this year. You're at home. If Russ is back, I'll give you the win there. That's 12 you get 13 against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which somebody please explain to me how the Cavaliers have lost more games than the New York Knicks. I Watching the Knicks play on Wednesday, that has got to be the worst team in the NBA. Man, do I feel bad for Ennis Kanter. That team is garbage. And then you get the Hawks, should be a win, even though Trey Young is back. And then you get Brooklyn, Chicago, and Detroit. And yes, Detroit right now is a playoff team, but they're barely above 500. You should be able to beat Chicago and Brooklyn. Thunder right now, I mean, you're probably looking at, so if you get that Phoenix win, that's 10. 11 if you beat Sacramento will give you the loss to Golden State. So that's, all right, 11 and 6. Charlotte's a win, that's 12 and 6. 13 and 6 if you beat Denver, 14 15 Atlanta, 16, 70. I mean, you could be close to 20 games by December 7th. That's how it, I mean, you get a chance to feast on some of the down competition in the NBA, and all that is right before you play the Jazz on Monday, December 10th, which I'm looking forward to that game, and I hope by that time the Jazz have kind of righted the ship because that was turning into a fun little rivalry between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. And if you're a Jazz fan, and I know I've got jazz fans that listen to the locked on thunder podcast hit me up if you're coming into town monday december 10th like if you've made travel plans hit me up 
We will go have a beer prior to the game. I will make time to come and hang out with you. Heck, if you're a Thunder Locked On Thunder fan and you want to go grab a beer, just hit me up at LockedOnThunder.com. We'll do it. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. And Jazz fans, I fully expect all the trash talk on Monday, December 10th. I don't care if the Jazz haven't righted the ship. Y'all are good fans. It's a fun it's a fun little rivalry we've got going on. So let's let's keep the trash talk going and uh, talk some basketball because y'all are knowledgeable as hell too. Love the Jazz fans. Love Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder fans. I think they're they're really good fan bases that honestly really should root for each other and support each other. But uh, that's it's kind of a kindred spirit thing. Thanks a lot for listening this weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking about the game with Phoenix and looking ahead to the games with Sacramento and Golden State. I am Eric G saying thank you for listening. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until Monday, we wish you nothing but the best. We wish you safe and good thoughts. Okay, this is sort of any weird. How about just God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And then, of course, peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.